Hello, 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 and welcome to another amazing, incredible, and spooky episode of My Violet Tendencies with me, Marvelous Matt Nix. And this is uh, going to be like a different kind of episode than normal. I mean, it's not really because I do talk about this stuff uh, quite frequently. Uh, but one of my one of my passions, uh, I guess, talking about and you know, just looking up stuff about aliens, ghosts, uh, cryptids, any kind of like unexplained event. Um, it's all super interesting stuff. And and usually at work at Pro Wrestling Tees, uh, we will quite frequently, uh, in between the talk of, of Marvel movies and Star Wars, uh, we will kind of bring up these these stories of, of alien abductions or, you know, oh, like, did you hear about this thing and, and, and what have you. And a lot of the times, uh, my coworker that stands next to me every day uh, will have some sort of rebuttal of just like, yeah, that's not real. I don't believe that. That's bullshit. And I'm like, no, fuck you, Jeremy. It's real. And uh, so my guest today is that person, Jeremy Meyer, uh, host of the Shelf Podcast. Uh, and like I said, my coworker here at Pro Wrestling Tees. And we're going to talk about that stuff. And uh, it's going to be fun. Jeremy, how you doing? <laughs> Hello there. The hell uh, of an intro, right? Yeah, no, I mean it's accurate as fuck. Um, yeah, uh, I'm 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 your local skeptic, I guess. You're my local hole poker. <laughs> well, somebody has to be. That sounds sexual. No, 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 no. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I I have poked a hole or two in my day. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, like I think it's it's uh it's always a fun conversation because everybody. Whether you believe in any of this stuff or not, like, like, well, I guess maybe people that don't like it probably don't talk about it as much. But a lot, of, everyone wants this shit to be real. Yeah, I'm sure there are people that are just like, oh no, it's bullshit. Don't even talk to me about that shit. You're wasting my time. I, I definitely consider myself a skeptic, but I still like talking about it. I think it's interesting and fun. But I'm I am often like oh well that's probably not real but like let me read everything about it yeah no and and it's it's funny because um like I I myself am just like I'm a believer and I want everything to be real so much um but I also like I am a a realist in a way and I like I will like like you said like I dive deep into whatever the fuck I'm like looking at or something and then I'm like okay that's crazy but like there's got to be like an explanation behind it. And a lot of times there is, but a lot of times there isn't. Yeah. And I'd say a lot of our stories, you'll, you'll come back. Oh man, I saw this thing and there's all this crazy shit. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's probably not real though. And you're just like, Oh, well you never know. Like it could be real. <laughs> it's like my catchphrase. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you're right. I don't have an argument for that, but I choose not to believe it. That, and it's so funny because, um, it is like the perfect, like just, well, you never know. And it's like, well, yeah. yeah, obviously. It's like, does God exist? You people will be like, yes or no. But yeah. also, like, you never know. Like, it's like, we'll prove it. Well, I can't. Well, then you guess we'll never know. Yeah. It, and there's so many, so many of the, so many of the topics that, that will be discussed either today or on future episodes. Um, you know, you, you just never know. <laughs> yeah. That's shit. Maybe that's the name of the show. You never know. This is like our pilot for like, hey, if this is fun. We'll do this again. But uh, I think we were talking about like kind of like a somewhat format. And I, I know with your podcast, I know you you you, you do kind of stick to a format as, as, as somewhat as far as like reading kinda, the yeah. scripts. 
Uh, on mine, it's just kind of a free-for-all most of the time. Uh, so this this is kind of like a nice even even ground. We did discuss yeah. like certain things that we wanted to talk about beforehand, but not really like super in depth. Um, so, but I think we we were talking about like starting off personal experiences. Personal experiences. Sorry, everybody kind of has something that's happened to them. Like that, they're just like man. Whether or not you believe in the ghosts or aliens or anything like that, yeah, everybody has something that's happened to them in their life that they're just like, dude, I don't know how that happened. Yeah, and I mean, I guess we can just pose the question like, hey, do you believe in ghosts? I do. Do you believe in aliens? I do. I'm not going to touch the God one. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I do not believe in ghosts. And that also goes into like, I don't believe in an afterlife, so I don't believe in ghosts. Those kind of go hand in hand for me. I believe extraterrestrial life exists out there. I think it's pretty insane to think we are the only thing in the entire fucking infinite universe, but I don't really buy into like UFO sightings and abduction stories and stuff like that. I think, uh, this is something I was thinking about recently, um, that aliens, like people are like, Oh, aliens exist or whatever. And I feel like for sure, like, alien like alien civilizations probably did exist just like like is, civilizations cr- similar to ours currently like on earth or just out in the universe in out, in, out in the universe and they an, prob- ancient aliens is a whole other thing they probably just like they probably came and gone and like like before we even existed you know yeah. like i would love to see well i guess there's no way to fucking prove that but <laughs> <laughs> i would love to see some sort of like some way to like try to figure that out i don't know like yeah, I guess the, an- the whole ancient alien uh Which could be show. a whole fucking thing on its own. Um, yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. We'll never have answers. We'll never be able to prove each other right or wrong. But it's it's just kind of fun to have the discussion. And I think, too, like like recently with all, all the, the UFO stuff that the government's been, like, putting out lately as far as, like, that that uh that i'm gonna i don't even remember the name i probably should have pulled up but who knows um the guy who was the fighter pilot that was on joe rogan that was like hey like we were like tracking this ufo and they have like footage of it like but it's like it's like radar footage videos and yeah and it's but you watch it and you're just like yo that like i mean people are like oh that still looks fake and it's like yeah but like and it could be bear with me for a minute it's like the like yes like it could be fake but the government put it out themselves like why would they why would they purposely disinformation man they want to trick you but why (laughs) like it's like people are always so you're not asking the real questions i guess like why why is trump such a bad president yeah never mind here's this uh alien yeah yeah, yeah. look at this and i mean that's the thing like all of this could be true and we have no fucking idea like it could be disinformation. It could be real. And um, I will actually, well, I mean, we'll get into it later in the show, but I watched something recently that made me look at those UFO videos in another light. And mm-hmm. um, we will definitely talk about that yeah. later, but let's, ju- let's jump into the like personal experience stories. Jeremy, have you in your life on this planet, uh, have you had any kind of experiences that you would classify as like, Hey, this is like some sort of like unexplained supernatural event or something like I, I have two first. I will say I have never seen what I would think is a UFO. I definitely had tons of friends growing up. I was like, Oh, I saw a UFO one night and stuff like that. <laughs> I've never had that happen to me, but I have two experiences uh, in my personal life that I can't explain them, 
they definitely feel in the vein of ghost-related supernatural events, but I still kind of just brush it off as like there must be an explanation. One of them is um, so my grandfather passed away and my he was cremated and my mom kept his ashes in our house, uh, specifically in our living room, which was attached to our kitchen. One night, uh, one day, I was with my mom. We were just hanging out, watching TV. And it sounded like someone took like a baking sheet or like a frying pan and just like pushed it off the stove onto the floor in the kitchen, like a loud bang. Playing. I'm like, what, the, what What? was that? And my mom was like, oh, that happens from time to time. And I, I go and look in the kitchen and there's nothing. There's nothing on the ground. No pot had fallen. Nothing in the sink. Like dishes had shifted. Nothing like that. Just nothing like noise from nowhere yeah and my mom would always just like, oh that's just your grandfather like she was all bought in on this stuff and i'm just <laughs> like no no that there has to be an explanation for this like the house shifted or like the foundation settling they say that happens sometimes yeah but i i can't explain it but i it wasn't enough for me to convince myself that our house was haunted do you, there was no like oh shit like there was no there was no like uh moment where you're just like well maybe it was just like nah yeah, this is I was bullshit like, oh well, that was weird like there must be i was like whatever and i just kind of went on with my life uh another one was in the same room um i was having trouble sleeping one night in my bedroom and i was like oh maybe i'll just go sleep on the couch in the living room just kind of mix up the setting a little bit and maybe i'll be able to sleep and i go and i i sleep on our couch which is the same room which has my grandfather's ashes and uh I'm laying on the couch, kind of looking towards like across the other side of the room, just trying to fall asleep. And like, if you were on the side where like the top of my head is, there's a window there, like a, a sliding door that leads out to a back patio. And it felt like somebody was just staring at me through the door. And like, you know how you get that feeling sometimes if somebody's standing close behind you or something, mm-hmm. you can kind of like sense someone's presence. And like, it just felt like there was like somebody watching me. And I was like, okay, that's uncomfortable, but weird. You know, it's dark. It's just my imagination. And then it felt like they were right fucking next to me. Like somebody was just leaning over like where my head was. And I like I look and there's nothing there, but I just can't shake this uneasy feeling. And I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. And I just went back to my room and went back to bed. Yeah. Again, it's, uh, hey, man, I looked. I didn't see nothing. You I, get that spidey senses, though, where it's like it. you feel it traveling up your spine. You, it's just it's. Yeah. It's it's very interesting because like and they also well not to not oh, to it say, also got really cold in there and the windows frosted over I don't know what that was about <laughs> and this hand just closing <laughs> yeah. against my throat no it was just this weird feeling and I just talk, like hey man it was late it was dark my imagination I watch a lot of horror films my imagination runs wild you know like, yeah who fucking knows it's kind of interesting though like with a lot of experiences with like paranormal ghost things like that um, like. They always say like the like the, the what is it the EMF readers or something yeah it, yeah the, they, they, like it supposedly that the spirits or something of the sort will will give off sort of like an electrical char- yeah. charge or something the, the kind of stuff you see on like every ghost show yeah like ghost hunters and ghost adventures and and, all that and stuff. who knows what is actual factual information or not yeah. but uh, the idea that like we feel I mean this might just be like applying you know, logic to, you know, our feelings is like when we feel like those, those sensations, like somebody's like super close to you, like your body is like telling you, like you're, you are feeling a like a presence, you know, yeah. so to speak. And they're saying that like, Oh, like maybe it's like the, the electrical charge from, from a spirit that's like near you and your body's just like adapt, like picking it up. And it's like, Oh, like what is that? Like, 
Which leads to so many questions of like, well, then what is a ghost if it has electrical energy attached to it? And like, you've kicked around the idea of like, oh, maybe they're not ghosts. Maybe it's like another dimension that's mm-hmm. like kind of phasing into ours or whatever. Oh, yeah. If you listen to this show, you've heard me talk about this <laughs> multiple episodes recently. Um, but no, I, I it's, it's very interesting because like, we think about it too, like... W- uh, like back in you know ancient times when like people didn't really understand something they were yeah. just like it's the gods or like this or like or the devil's trying to trick us yeah the, like the there's a there's the devil an, went down to georgia the, yeah the there's an eclipse and it's like god god's mad at us holy shit yeah, yeah. we got to sacrifice somebody for our crops kill all those babies <laughs> like it's like we we freak out we 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 fear your fear like like drives us and like i wonder too like like whether or not like that is believable or not to anybody that like ghosts are are actual beings from another dimension or just like how i kicked around the idea of it being kind of like a just like a thin like a thin layer phase yeah where you're kind of just like seeing like projections of a different place but or just like time itself is 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 just happening constantly at, at the exact same time so what we are seeing is actual ghosts that are go, ghosts quote unquote are just like shadows of people from different timelines happening at the exact same moment yeah and that's something i would actually be willing to believe a little more because there was that news report recently of like oh we think we found evidence of a parallel universe type thing what if there is another universe in the same place as we are on a different plane and i mean there's no proof to really any of this but hey we found these particles moving backwards like that's at least something to, to lend somebody that theory credibility yeah to somebody that makes sense yeah um but no like you 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 spoke of like the the experience of of feeling like somebody was standing right next to you like that yeah. uh i have a similar story of that um probably i think it was like 2012 maybe uh, this is back when the Congress Theater was still open here in Chicago. Uh, I was doing a tryout. Me and C- Castro uh, were doing a, a tryout with Dragon Gate USA at the time. And we did a tryout at the Congress Theater. And between the tryout and the actual show, we they were just like, oh, you guys can just like hang out or do whatever. So like, I was always like, oh, man, like Congress Theater is like notoriously known as one of the most haunted locations in Chicago. Yeah. Which Chicago actually has a number of haunted locations. Oh yeah. Well, so many people have died here. Like, yeah. Well, well <laughs> so many people burned alive. Um, but so we were like, we should totally go fucking ghost hunting in the Congress theater. Cause they, they did an episode of one of these ghost shows um, at Congress theater as well. And so it was actually me, Castro and acid jazz, who is another <laughs> free, freelance uh, guy. And we're like, we're going all around and stuff. But I was like, very importantly, I was like, we need to go check out the basement because yeah. that's like, as legend has it, um, like Al Capone used to like, like off people down there. It was like one of his spots, I yeah. guess, um, which is it's kind of, I guess, very specific, but it might, it might just be like, Hey, he one time like killed yeah, somebody yeah. here, uh, or his people did. And so we've, um, we went down there and if you can picture this, like it's you go down these steps and it's like a, just like a base, like concrete basement. And to, to the left of the stairwell is like a little crawl space. And it's right. That's basically right where the stage is. So it's under the stage. Uh, And then there's a, it's an open room with like one hanging bulb light. 
and there's just a bunch of empty beer cans down there. <laughs> and uh, looking straight down, there's like a hallway with like a bunch of rooms on the on the right side. Yeah. And so they were like, oh, we're going to go down this hallway. But it was like dark and like weird looking. It looks like it was like gutted out by a fire at one point. Yeah. Um, and so I'm just like, you guys, you guys go ahead. I'm just going to like hang out over here. So I was just like looking, looking at the beer cans. Some of them were like pretty old too, like old, like older uh, versions of like the PBR can and stuff like this. So I was like, oh, these have probably been down here for a while. Uh, and I'm like looking there. I'm like looking looking in the the crawl space area, and I'm just kind of standing over there. And I look down the hallway to where the guys went to see how far how far down they went. Yeah. And I mean, anybody can probably picture this, but like you you've ever been just standing somewhere and somebody walks up behind you and kind of puts their chest against your back. Yeah. And you just you feel that you feel like their their chest bump against your back. I'm standing there looking down this hallway, and I felt somebody walk up behind me and just put their chest against my back like that. And I kind of like half turned over my shoulder and I could see out of my peripheral that there was nobody there. Yeah. And I just fucking ran down the hallway. <laughs> I was like, hold on guys, wait for me. And like, we, I looked back as I was running and there was nobody standing there. Yeah. So like a, like, was it, you know, just my mind playing tricks on me, which it could be my mind and my body. It was um, the wind could have been the wind. Uh, but that was, that was pretty wild. And then like later we went up the stairs, like up that stairwell in the back there, because like, I think that building was also like at one point, like apartments and stuff too. But that building, like, it's been condemned at this point. Cause it's like yeah. it's falling apart. <laughs> and like, there's rooms that were up the stairs that were like gutted by fires as well. So I'm like, man, this building's barely hanging on. And we went into one of the rooms and they had like a big, like heavy steel door is like the door in the doorway there. And we walked, they walked in the room and I st- was standing in the doorway and uh, the door just started like closing and that obviously, I mean, the window yeah, was open in there, cause that, so. but it was like the way it was, it was closing really fast Yeah, and I had to like literally throw well, my whole body into it. Metal door, right? I mean, those are heavy. They, there's momentum, you know, yeah. if there's a slight incline to that doorway, it's going to slam shut. But it was like, so it was, but it was open. Like it was, it was sitting open. And then once I was standing in the doorway, then it started closing. And, but I, like I said, the window in that room was open. So maybe the air draft could have taken it, but I feel like the draft had to have been hurricane like winds to move this door. (laughs) Cause I literally had to throw my whole body weight into it to stop it from slamming shut. And I was like, holy shit. And at that point I was like, okay guys, let's go, let's go back downstairs. Like, like somebody's somebody's upset that we're looking around like let's just like let's just go back to the ring area yeah the last thing you need is a fucking steel door trapping you in a condemned building god that would have been a great story for this podcast (laughs) yeah right yeah there's a in the area where i used to live there was a uh uh, it's called mantino state hospital uh which mantino is like a town going down 57 south in illinois it's like (laughs) a highway that stretches almost the entire fucking state um, Long it was yeah, it was like a, an insane asylum from like the 30s that closed down in the 80s, and everybody was always like, "Oh, that place is so haunted, blah blah." And I always wanted to go there, and I never did, but I think it's mostly just full of like homeless people and stuff now. Is it still there? Yes, and I believe it is. I'm gonna go check it out. Um, yeah, it's easy to get to. I think it's just all like graffiti and shit. It might be fenced off. I've never actually been there, but you can look Listen, up I'm, photos of it. I am Mexican. I, I, I can <laughs> climb that fence. <laughs> we can we can get in. I'm sure. Um, that would be fun to go exploring. It's yeah. one of my, I, I haven't done it very often, but I would love to do more of that. Just, yeah. 
I'm not a big fan of like haunted houses, like going to haunted houses during Halloween season. Cause I'm like, no. I have, I have, I mean, as you know, and as many people know, I, I have really, really bad anxiety and like, like going to a haunted house. I'm like, okay, I know someone is jumping out and going yeah. to scare the shit out of me. And I'm a jumpy person to begin with. Um, and that's not fun for me. Like, it's not fun to like, no. to know going into it, knowing that like, I like somebody's going to scare me. And it's just some dude in like a mask or something. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm like, Oh, and, and uh, you know, a lot bef- before, like my gut reaction was always like, I would cock my fist as I'd walk through there. <laughs> and I, in my head, I'm like, do not punch these people. They're, they're just do They're yeah, having they're just fun doing their job. And, but like, I did punch somebody in the gut once when they like jumped because like man. they got a little too close and yeah I mean, and I, I had to apologize a thousand times but they're like don't worry it happens all the time <laughs> oh, I was I'm like sure. I'm sure it does it's got to come with the job but I I but the idea of going to a like lo- actual location that could potentially be haunted yeah doesn't like scare me it like excites me yeah like, I like, like that idea of like. Will something happen? Will something not happen? Who I knows? Oh, you were talking before. Like I love all those ghost shows, like Ghost Adventures and all that stuff. Like I, I know th- it's all fake and bullshit because like I've seen people who have worked on that shows that have like talked about how they fake some of that stuff. But I'd love to go to some of these locations and just see if anything happens. Yeah, like that would be the dream is to get like a group of people. I'm like, all right, let's let's hit a few locations in Chicago or something <laughs> like that. I love to like, and this is actually like. I guess slightly draws inspiration from is uh, if, any, if anyone has watched like BuzzFeed Unsolved, they they post a lot of videos and it's 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 the same dynamic that we have here. Like one is a diehard hardcore believer, the other one does not give a shit. Yeah, and he's just like whatever. And it's so funny because like they had one where like they were there's like this like well in the basement and like they're like this is like a portal to hell and like the one guy who doesn't believe goes in there and he's like staying there for like two minutes. Yeah, and he just walks in. He's like. What up, demons? It's me, ya boy. Oh my god, I love that fucking photo. <laughs> like, people meme that thing, and it's just like, oh, when I'm getting water in the middle of the night or whatever, dude. <laughs> like, it, it like it's so funny though because I'm just like, like, oh, like because part of me is like, oh, that's funny. I would probably do the same thing, but yeah. also part of me is like, who don't piss anybody, yeah, <laughs> any of yeah. those guys like, off? You'd, like, you'd be saying it just to make yourself feel better, but inside you're sweating. Oh, that's that's like, um when i am scared like when i'm when i go to haunted houses like with people because you know you have to go like yeah i mean you don't have to but like it's it's it is fun sometimes even though i don't enjoy it but um but i'm just cracking jokes the entire time hey man it helps get us through the misery yeah basically um but yeah i mean there's a lot of haunted places in chicago for example bachelor's grove cemetery yes that's that and that's this will be our launching point into our topics at hand um we did like we did we did say we wanted to talk about a lot more um, localized places, but yeah, Bachelors Grove first. is it's it's a favorite one of of mine and like I guess people that that have grown up on the south side of Chicago. Um, it's basically it's just a cemetery, but it's like it's in like Midlothian Oak Park area, or yeah. Oak Forest area. Um, I don't know like the story behind why it's like. Haunted? I don't know if there is one, or it's just like, oh, people have just seen a lot of shit there. I think it's just really old, and like I, I was looking at the Wikipedia page, and it kind of just says that like it was like founded around like 1833 by like Anglo settlers, <laughs> which I mean I don't really know what that means. Um, but it was just like it was a very popular burial site in the South Side. Um, that like and and from what I was told, like 
in in like years years ago decades ago it was like a, actually like a really beautiful cemetery they have like a lagoon there that people used to have picnics and all this stuff and then kind of imagine having a picnic at a cemetery I, I mean i guess if you go to visit your loved ones yeah. like you might be like oh let's spend the day with grandpa and just like yeah you know i mean that's i i would never do that no but. that's not for me um but you know like the, I, I think at some point it it's it stopped being an active cemetery i think it kind of like it says there's at least 200 graves there so i mean it probably at some point they they were just like hey like we're not using the cemetery anymore and yeah but it's i guess somewhat infamous infamously known for being a popular dumping ground for chicago's organized crime families in the 1920s and 30s including the famous al capone man he's coming up a lot on the show (laughs) yeah uh but there's no evidence to prove that yeah but i guess like i mean who knows? There's have, so have you been to Bachelor's Grove? I yes, I've I've been to Bachelor's Grove uh, a few times, mostly in the daytime. Yeah. Um, Are it, you afraid of cemeteries at all? Like even when you were younger, like oh, being in a cemetery is weird. Um, not really, because like no, like so where Bachelor's Grove is, uh, in proximity to where I grew up, is like it's probably like. 20 30 minutes south of me mm-hmm. and like all the cemeteries that are that around me which we will get to that in a minute yeah um they're like more modernized cemeteries so they don't really look scary like i guess like like if you look at like old timey like uh like the like cemeteries in like movies and shit yeah. like they always look spooky and stuff uh but i guess like i mean anything anything can look spooky at night um but the cemeteries like around me i never really thought were like scary um so i never really was like afraid no and like same for me i actually and it sounds weird i've spent a lot of time in cemeteries growing up (laughs) um i you know i my family was kind of older when i was born so i had like a lot of relatives that passed away at a relatively young age but also i lived in very small towns and the cemetery was always like a walk's distance from wherever we were at any given time and we'd go play ghosts in the graveyard at night um there was a town near me that would do a yearly festival at this like church that also had this giant graveyard attached to it so people would be hanging out around the gravestones well with the fucking beer tent right next to Just it hanging out on gravestones pretty much and they would do like a haunted like hayride through the graveyard or whatever so it's just like i don't know it's never really spooked me like I definitely had a residual fear of graveyards from the opening scene of the movie Night of the Living Dead. Oh, boy. Uh, You know, if you've seen that movie, it opens up in a graveyard. So there's always been like an uneasy feeling around graveyards. But that like that was when I was a kid. As I got older, I've never really had a fear of graveyards. Like I'll go through a graveyard at night by myself. Like I do not care. I think a lot of graveyards are like closed now at night. (laughs) Yeah. Just to avoid any like weirdos or people that are just like whoa we see a ghost like i guess i mean it could be dangerous like being out there like alone like at night some of those stones are just like in the ground and you might not see them you could trip or something fall into a grave yeah and also just like vandalism and so i have actually actually Mm -hmm. know a guy who got arrested for vandalizing a gravestone while he was drunk once so (laughs) um but yeah like i i mean down where i live you know i notice in the suburbs and stuff a lot of graveyards have like gates on them and stuff and they're locked up but in the suburbs, it's just like, no, nah, it's just open land, man. You can just walk through that thing. Yeah, no. And and specifically, I guess, with Bachelors Grove, um, I don't know. Like, there's no, there, like, like I said, there's no like, actual story as, as, as for why. It's just people have a lot of sightings there. So it just became famous. Yeah. And I guess, like, if, 
if you you know if you're a believer in in the paranormal and, and ghosts um you know that many you know people that have died you know buried in one spot in addition to potential violent deaths like the people being dumped in the lagoon or just like like the Al Capone's like victims or I think there's even a story of like uh, one of the like the there's a, a, far, a farmer and a plow that people see that manifests sometimes um, that were both both victims of a plowing accident that dragged their dragged them to their deaths into that lagoon. Um, How shitty is that gotta be? <laughs> like, oh, what a I, way to I go. died from this stupid wagon going into the lagoon, and now as a ghost, I have to do the same thing. Yeah, and like it's it's wild. Like, I mean, I guess the guy just probably couldn't swim or something. I don't know. Maybe. Um, but a lot of some of the other things that people have reported seeing there, like the the white lady or the white Madonna, as they say, that like she walks around the grounds carrying an infant during the full moon. Um, there's a phantom. F- yes, f- the full moon. A uh, phantom farmhouse. Uh, this is a ghostly farmhouse that is reported to shimmer, float, and then vanish. And most often reported that, like when you get close to it, it shrinks and then it disappears altogether. Um, two-headed ghost n- near the, the actual lagoon as well. Um, religious monks. It says as of late as of ugh, as late as 1984, witnesses have reported seeing numerous figures dressed in monks' robes throughout the cemetery. And I will say this that I do know people that have said that personally that have said that they've seen this and I know, well, I don't know this for a fact, but mm-hmm. there has been a lot of rumors. This is like urban legend shit, like yeah. at least on the South side, this is like stuff that your parents would tell you to not go there at night because they're like, Oh, there's like cults that like go back there and they do animal sacrifices. Sure. And like, if you, if they spot you back there, like, you're, they'll they'll sacrifice you so like don't go there at night like <laughs> seems extreme but I mean that that could very well be true because that's just people that's not ghosts you know yeah that's and I feel like that's way scarier yeah honestly it is and it could be people who are just playing up the fucking urban legend you know and uh yeah and then I guess like the, there's a, a black dog that people see uh that manifests near the the cemetery's entrance that would disappear when people approached it. Yo, man, um, you want to see a black dog? I can show you a black dog today. <laughs> I'd love to see a black dog. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, it's, you know, if you, if you, uh, if you decide to go, I think you can go, it's fine to go during the day here. I'll show Jeremy some photos here. Yeah. Uh, this is the pathway leading down into the cemetery and it's just a dirt which road. Is, yeah. That's kind of creepy. It's dude going down this road at night is the scariest part. Because it's just it's a narrow dirt road and it's just, just surrounded trees. by trees and it's pitch black. It is pitch black. And I will say this: the the first time I ever went at night, I actually went with Castro and uh, our buddy Craig Mitchell and a few others. I don't remember exactly who was there, but we were going down this path and somewhere on this path we had like a um like a, a flashlight, but like one of those yeah. big like a big one. Um, and we were walking and it started like flickering mm-hmm. and then it just died. <laughs> and we we're like, oh shit. So we were like, uh, well, it's, and it was so dark. And like, none of us had like, this is a time when none of us had smartphones and shit. Yeah, so with lights on we, we didn't have like flashlights. Yeah. So we were just like, all right, I guess we'll leave. And by the time we got back to where we parked our cars, the flashlight worked fine again. Like, yo, that battery no just came loose. Ma- I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Um, but yeah, that's the entrance there. This is just some down trees on the fence line with some gravestones. It's very overgrown with uh, 
uh, yeah, well, you said it's not vegetation. like in use anymore, and I doubt anyone's really like keeping it up. No, and here's the lagoon. It's right next to the Which road. Which is there. weird. Like, so is everybody who's just associated with that graveyard, like family wise, are they all just gone now? Like, so there's no re- nobody goes to visit anymore. Like, I'm not sure. Like, I would. I mean, it's a very, very old cemetery. So, like, maybe like anybody who's like buried there, like their relatives are gone, and um, like that's just so strange to me. Yeah, it's, I would actually be very interested to see. I mean, these, some of these gravestones are like weathered. Like it doesn't even weathered. look like there's anything written on them anymore. But it's like it's so like these photos are like beautiful too. Like it's it's a really cool spot if you're ever there. I mean, I don't think you can go during the nighttime, but uh, during the day for sure, um, yeah. you're able to walk through there, and it's a pretty cool spot. Yeah, the only problem is like it doesn't have a story associated with it. You know, like. I like a story associated with my hauntings. <laughs> I, you know, I do too. But I guess like the story, the story there, you could just kind of be like, um, like I said, with all the, the Al Capone stuff, like that's kind of like my go-to whenever I tell somebody about it. Cause especially people outside of Chicago, like they know Al Capone. Yeah. Um, but I, what I did mention earlier about how, where I grew up, uh, in Bridgeview, uh, on the South side of Chicago, I grew up right next to a cemetery that, for if you're if you're a ghost enthusiast or if you're from Chicago, you've probably heard this story. Uh, I grew up right across the street, basically from Resurrection Cemetery. Yeah, um, this has got to be like top three Chicago ghost story, right? Oh yeah, and like like I said, if you're a ghost enthusiast, you probably heard the story of Resurrection Mary, which um, I guess for those of you who don't, uh, the whole <laughs> I, the whole story goes is like this girl. Mary uh, was on a date with her boyfriend or it was somebody. Like a school dance. Yeah, and they they got some sort of altercation, an argument. And she's like, "Screw you, buddy! I'm walking home." And where they were at was this bar. It was called the the Willowbrook Willowbrook Ballroom. Sorry, which does not exist anymore. Correct? It does not. Unfortunately, it burned down. And I was going to run a freelance show there. Oh god! And it was going to be awesome, but it didn't. That happen. would have been amazing. Uh, a Halloween show too, but. Um, so the, the where the Willowbrook is, it's on Archer Avenue uh, in Willow Springs. So she was walking n- south, oh, sorry, north on mm-hmm. on uh, Archer Avenue. And at, apparently, as the legend goes, she was struck by a vehicle and killed. Yeah, vehicle didn't see her hit and run. They took off. And so now uh, her spirit is trapped on that high stretch of road there. And people have, there's been hundreds of reports of people seeing a woman in a white dress walking on the side of the road, trying to pick up a ride. They go, Hey, like, we'll, we'll give you a ride. Like, where do you want to go? And she's like, Oh, just take me this way. And then like, they're talking to her and like, they, they people have said that they've had interactions with this person. And then once they drive past the gates of uh resurrection cemetery, she just They'll look over and she's gone or she'll yeah. be like, drop me off here. And then, and then she'll just take off running or something. like Yeah. That. And my f- one of my favorite stories is is that of a, a taxi driver who picked her up and she goes, oh, can you drop me off right here? And then there's a, there's a bar right across the street. I don't remember exactly the name of the bar uh, driven past it a million times. But so she goes inside the bar. She's like, I got to go inside. And the cab driver's sitting there waiting for her, waiting, waiting, waiting. And he's like, yo, what the fuck? Like, I want my my cab fare where's this girl at so he goes inside and goes hey uh bartender have you seen this girl like she came in here like i'm waiting for my cab fare and he's just like uh nobody came no girl came in here like i don't know what you're talking about and like everybody that was there was just like no nobody nobody came in through this door until you just did like i don't know what you're talking about and 
you know, that's like, oh, she was the ghost. And like, it's funny because that bar uh, every night leaves a drink out on the bar for Resurrection Mary. Which is a really cool story. It'd actually be fun to go to the bar and see if they still do that stuff. Yeah, I, I, I've been in that bar before, but I, you know, I don't know if they still do that. I know like here and here, oh, like we, we didn't even touch about this. Yeah. Um. So this is also, this is, this is my personal favorite part of this resurrection cemetery, uh, Mary story, ghosts, everything. Um. So let me, I'm going to read the exact excerpt here. Um, so there are on Archer Avenue, there's like a, there's big iron gates, um, that are the, that's the entrance of the, of the cemetery. Like, yeah. And at some, at one point, so this is that in like 1976, um, there's the, the iron fence, uh, had like handprints burned into the iron gate and like bent the bars. Yeah. And like they were like burned and like bent and stuff. And um, they had to like take or they, 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 they fixed them. Like they, they bent them back into place and like did all this shit with it. And then the next night, the next day or whatever, it, the exact same thing happened. So they ended up having to replace the entire gate and it never happened again. But they even, like, the show here, they have a photo. Well, that seems weird. Why is she prejudiced against the gate? She's let me in. <laughs> let me, or let me out, maybe. I don't know. But it's, like, super interesting because this is, like, actual physical evidence. So, uh, uh, you know, if you want to believe in that or not. Like, um, it's it's pretty cool, though. Like, you know, she uh, she let herself be, be known. <laughs> so... This is so. This was a story I knew we were going to talk about, and when it comes to any of these stories, like Bachelor's Grove and blah blah blah, some of these have kind of big stories attached to them. Like, hey, a girl was killed by a hit and run, and like that would make the newspapers, wouldn't it? And like, so do you ever just like l- try to look into credibility of some stories? Um, you know, sometimes I do. Like, uh, if it's like readily available, or if I'm like. Oh, I need to find out. Like sometimes yeah, I yeah. like to like keep it open ended, just so it's like it's more fun to just kind of hope and believe. Yeah. Um. So you know, this happened in like the 30s or whatever. But hey, newspapers keep old issues, and I actually did some digging and kind of went through, and I googled to find a story of hey, was there a girl that was killed in a hit and run? And there was. There was a news article from the 30s of oh, her name wasn't Mary; it was Marie. Uh, which hey, you know, maybe the legend changed. Maybe somebody got something wrong, and that maybe she went by Mary. Maybe she did. Um, but at least there's something you can point to and be like, hey, there's a police report from a paper from the 30s about a girl who was killed, and elements of the story may be different. That's how you know stories change over time. But this is, I mean, this is also like it's a vanishing hitchhiker story. This is not the only one. No, there's these are, you know, a dime a dozen ghost stories. Yeah. Which also hurts the credibility. Like, why are there so many things that are so similar? It's kind of like when you look at different versions of, like, religious stories. Like, there's analogies to them from other religious stories that are the same, which just change details and stuff like that. You just kind of wonder, like, hey, where did it originate? And is there any truth to this one? Like I said, at least with this one, we can point to a newspaper article to say, hey, a girl was killed at this time. 
But also you say like, oh, there's so many of these stories, like it hurts the credibility. You could also argue that because there's so many of them happening, it's like, oh, like maybe there are ghosts because it's so frequently happening. Like there's all these ghosts walking around the highways all the time. Like people getting hit by cars. Like I mean, people do get hit by cars all the time. Unrest, unrestful spirits. Who knows? But why are they doing it? Why are they hitchhiking to somewhere and like they're caught in a loop? They don't. They they're Mm. they're not even aware of what's happening. Yo, you should look up a movie called Triangle. Just gonna throw that out there. Uh, Triangle. It's a it's about the Bermuda Triangle, but it's also about time loops. Oh, this sounds right up my. I don't want to spoil. It's kind of hard to find. I think literally the only way to watch it is you might actually have to like purchase it on iTunes or something. But um, done. It's a it's a really interesting movie that kind of touches on stuff like that but is uh but this the resurrection cemetery resurrection mary story is is real fun um there there is a, it's fun for sure they did a it's been featured twice on unsolved mysteries <laughs> damn I'm still um, trying to solve it once in episode two of season three and then uh, episode 15 of season six so that's pretty cool i know uh also too on the travel channel they did a, a thing of like the top 10 scary or most haunted places in america oh this is always going to show up and this was place. on there so it's it's real fun it's a fun story and it's 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 kind of cool that it's like i literally grew up across the street from this place yeah. and i've heard this story uh since i was a child and you know we 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 would go and like hop the fence into the cemetery like on Halloween and be yeah. like, let's see if we can find Mary. And apparently like the grave is there. Like it's just, it's, it's not marked because yeah. they want, they don't want people to go like looking for it specifically. Well, how many unmarked graves are in that cemetery? It's, I mean, it's a pretty big cemetery, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's actually kind of interesting too. the, hold up. I need to like fact check this really quick, but that cemetery um, if if I if my memory serves me correctly, because I don't want to this I, this might just have been something I made up in my head, but don't want to give some other cemetery the credit. So there was a, uh, I guess famous uh French professional wrestler back in back in the fucking nineteen hundreds, um, who went by the French Angel. Uh, he actually served as the allegedly. I don't know if this is true or not. He served as the um, model for the design for the Shrek. <laughs> oh, well, I think I've heard about this. Yeah, but he, I think, yeah, he's he is buried so that so where Resurrection Cemetery is. It's it's actually two cemeteries back to back there. So like one oh, okay. side of this giant plot of land is Resurrection Cemetery. And then I think the southern side of it is the Lithuanian National Cemetery in Justice as well. Hmm. And he is buried in that cemetery. Oh, interesting. So that's that's kind of like a fun little... Uh, there's your wrestling connection. There is the wrestling connection. But yes, there's some speculation that he, uh, his appearance and behavior inspired the likeness of uh, the character Shrek. So that's kind of cool. Making the rumor has never been confirmed, but uh, we're going to believe that. He's a former AWA World Heavyweight Champion. Respect. Much respect. Um... But yeah, that's uh, those are some fun ghost stories. Um, is there anything uh, any, any other ghost stuff you want to talk about? I, we, you know what? Let's 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 touch on this really quickly because this was something that somebody brought up. Okay, uh, and it's somewhat uh, in the current zeitgeist as well. There's a Netflix documentary series that came out just recently about the Cecil Hotel. Oh yeah, and more specifically about the 
disappearance and ultimately the death of one Elisa Lamb. Um, Jeremy, how familiar with this story are you? I'm, I'm pretty familiar with it as somebody who has spent way too much time on YouTube in my life. <laughs> um, you know, I know that I didn't watch the documentary. I, I told you, I was, I was like, oh, I'm going to watch this. And I got like halfway through the first episode and got bored. But um, I've watched many a YouTube video on this topic. Um, so pretty familiar with it. Yes, yeah, same here. I've seen this video. Um, for those of you who may not be familiar with this, so uh, the shortened version, there's this girl, at least Lamb. She's a, she's a 21-year-old student from uh, Vancouver, Canada. She's like, hey, I'm going to go on vacation. I'm going to L.A. Uh, and she's, she's staying at this hotel called the Cecil Hotel in downtown Los Angeles. Um, and she disappears. And they, at some point, people... So when they're doing the, the well, the, the why this got famous, I should say, is there was a they, the the LAPD put out uh, the video of the security cameras in the elevator, and it shows her kind of walking in the elevator, hitting all the buttons down the center, peeking out the elevator, looking, standing in the corner, walking back out, looking, moving her arms around, look, looking like she's talking to somebody, yeah. going back in the elevator, and then stepping out and then walking away, and that is the last time anybody ever saw her. She disappeared and the investigation, they couldn't find her. They couldn't do anything. And then at some point, people like in the hotel months later. Yeah. People or not months. It was actually like, I think it was like a couple weeks. Oh, really? That um, longer than that. Some people at the hotel were like, man, the water here tastes gross. And like, uh, it looks always like the worst part of the story. For me. <laughs> and like, it's black and like weird. So uh. like the, they, the hotel staff go and look into the water tank on the roof of the building. And that's where they found Elisa. Yeah. Uh, just floating in the water there. And, and there's been so much speculation as to what happened here. Like, I mean, yeah. there's like, was it ghosts? Was it like, uh, was some, did somebody like murder her and put her in there? Like, and a lot of the time, like, uh, and with the documentary, not to, not to, you know, spoil anything, but like, you know, she did have a lot of like mental health issues and, and had severe bipolar disorder, um, that she took medication for. And apparently she wasn't taking, taking it correctly, at that hey, we time. solved it. <laughs> yep, that's it. <laughs> I, I mean, that's kind of how I feel about it. Um, yeah, I mean, everybody points to the video of like, oh, it looks like she's talking to somebody and blah, blah. I was like, look, man, she's having an episode. Like, so yeah, I, th- I personally fall on the thing of, I think she had a psychotic break, you know, her medication, she wasn't taking it. And unfortunately, she did something. I, I don't want to use the word dumb because she was kind of out of her mind. But yeah, it's something bad happened. And that's kind of just where I fall on it. Like, I think people are wanting to look for a conspiracy there. And, you know, it's definitely strange. But, like, I have seen someone have a psychotic episode before, like, personally. And, man, they don't act normal. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, it's, I'm kind of on the same way. Like, I, I, when I, I've seen that video millions of times. Like, it just, it was always like, on those videos of like, oh, here's the creepiest unexplained videos and stuff like that. Yeah, and, and, and you see it and you're just like, man, I don't know what is going on here. Like it, it just in a in a bubble seeing that video. I'm just like, wow, like I don't yeah. I can't explain this. But, you know, seeing seeing the evidence and stuff, you know, portrayed in this documentary series, like I'm like, OK, it kind of just seems like this. Yeah. Uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, she like you said, she had an episode and just like could have been other things too. Like, I mean, they didn't really find any narcotics in her system outside of like what she was prescribed. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't personally think that there was any kind of like 
ghost stuff going on with this but yeah, it's, a, and it's if, a fun thing to think about and uh, if the fucking hotel staff killed her why would they put her in the fucking water thing like that yeah. would get found out eventually like That's that doesn't like, make sense yeah it, it just it just seems like and people, people are like oh to, they like they took and hit her stuff it's like no nah, man they were following protocol like it was a like it was a hotel in kind of a shitty neighborhood or like a shitty it's on hotel. skid row yeah like like there's drug dealers and you know like people that get get like People that like were staying at this hotel, like yeah, are you know a lot of people that were like fresh out of prison. Um, like they're just, probably like, hey, this person dipped, not my problem. Just get that stuff out of there so we can put the next person in the room so yeah. we can make rent. This business, and uh, but it's unfortunate, you know. Unfortunately, yeah. she she passed away, and you know, but we got a hell of a fucking story out of it. Like this, it's if you haven't it's a seen really this, fucking batshit story, it's crazy. It really is. But I, it definitely feels like a story where people want it to be something more than it is, and it never really described me that way. Yeah, but if if you haven't checked it out, uh, it's on Netflix. It's called Crime Scene: The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. Uh, it's pretty good. It's only like four four episodes. I, I think I am gonna try to finish that. But uh, okay, well, so that's been ghost talk. Um, I think I think I'm ready to to dive into some. Uh, alien talk let's let's do it are you into are you into this oh i'm into it where are we at right now we're at about four about 50 minutes in so we're, we're doing really good um so what so the i guess the main story that i do want to talk about here and before we get into that i do have <laughs> a little bit of like precursor to this story because it all it all ties together and yeah here's the thing so question you finished that documentary correct before I, we're not going to reveal yet but do they talk about this in that documentary does that come up at all or is that all separate but are we talking about the lisa lamb thing or are we talking no. about oh no, the no, bob no. Well, what we're gonna talk about bob lazar bob lazar yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to walk <laughs> around it there's the bob the- lazar documentary on netflix it is great i have not finished it okay I did, I did not either but i didn't know if what you were talking about shows up in that documentary at all I don't know if it does. If they do, they might kind of just like briefly touch on it because I yeah. feel like this is a whole nother rabbit hole. Yeah. And this is the way I look at this alien stuff now because like when I was younger, I was just like, yeah, aliens are real. Like it's crazy. They're yeah. here. Why is anybody talking about this? Yeah. And like, but now I'm like, I look at it. I'm, I look at it more of like a, I guess like, a, a wider lens, if that makes sense. Like I'm not yeah. looking at it in one spot. I'm kind of looking at it all in this like panoramic. You have a knowledge of this stuff that is kind of fucking insane to me <laughs> where you literally will shout out like names of alien species that people believe to exist and stuff like that. <laughs> and like you'll tie them together between different stories. It fucking blows me away. It's like if you lay out all these like wild, crazy stories, there is a connecting like plot i guess yeah and so like the idea so okay <laughs> uh i'm trying to think of a good way to get into this now so i mean i think you just gotta jump into it so there's there's always this this speculation that people will say like yo our government's like working with aliens and stuff like we've 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 known like we're doing we've they've helped us like progress in like technology and like medicine yeah, and all yeah. this stuff and that's like a famous like favorite like thing that people like to talk about. Yeah, like even tying back into like ancient alien things like, oh, has humanity had help throughout the generations? Yeah. And I mean there's so many different like 
theories of like how like our species kind of like came about and like yeah. I even would think like there's I like to toy around with the idea that like maybe like we're not even from this planet like our species originated elsewhere and we just kind of emigrated here and it's it just happened so long ago that we don't we just don't remember there's no recorded history and if you if you are a history buff you know there was the library of alexandria yeah yeah, yeah. That the one that burned, burned down burned to the ground that had so many uh secrets as people say there's that, also you, the vatican archive the vatican Ar- yes exactly that nobody is allowed to go in um and not saying that like i'm like oh this is what it is but i'm like oh that's a fun little maybe yeah. story um but like people always say oh but like the government's like working with them and stuff like that and like um i always I, and i was talking about this before with uh with with nicole my girlfriend we were watching a documentary on 9-11 um not, not like not like the conspiracy stuff but it was basically like, hey here's all the events of 9-11 like as it like an informative documentary not a speculative one yeah it was very it was very interesting it was very nice to hear all these like other things happening that was like you know other people's like first-hand accounts yeah and and i was talking with her about it and i was just like we were were kind of talking about the conspiracy stuff like on our own and i was just like man like i you know i don't know like i i wouldn't really put it past our government to like do something like this like and she's like well what do you mean and i'm like i'm not saying (laughs) I'm not saying that I'm like, oh, like 9/11 was an inside job. Like that's fun. That's a funny little thing. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but I, I would, I would definitely say that I wouldn't be surprised if our government had knowledge of this stuff happening. Like we didn't plan it. We didn't tell these people to do it. Yeah. We knew that something was going on. Yeah, that's kind of where I am. We didn't that. do anything to stop it because. We wanted an excuse to go into the Middle East because there's the oil fields. We wanted to get Saddam the fuck out of there. And she's like, oh, well, that's like, I mean, maybe. But I was like, well, listen, think about this. Uh, Great Depression happened. Yeah. Our country's economy is in the shitter. What is the biggest business in our country is war. And World War II happens shortly after that. And we need we needed a reason to get into the war yeah. and just to, to to boom our economy to get all these like you know uh, all this stuff out there you know like build uh, building tanks building cars building uh, weapons and all this stuff we needed a reason to get in there man if only there was something if only there was something and that's people like to speculate that the bombing of Pearl Harbor was something that we had prior knowledge of. Yeah, there is, there is evidence of memos being passed across desks that like were suggesting this very thing and we just ignored it. Yeah. And boom, Pearl Harbor happens and America's like, all right, let's go. I'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. And then we fucking went now look in now look fast forward back to nine 11 time. Uh, this is such a roundabout way of getting into this fucking. <laughs> yeah, alien we're talking talk. about aliens, but but <laughs> it, it's all relevant, dude. It's all relevant, and so fa- fast forward to nine eleven. Uh, I like I I don't know what the state of the economy was around that time, but I know you know Jim. Uh, what's fucking what's his George name? Bush. Jo- uh, Dick Cheney. It Dick was Cheney. it's like this fucking crazy warmonger already. Um, so. That happens now. We're fuck. We're we're taking down the terrorists, 
and we're going over there and all this crazy shit and then boom now it's like i'm proud to be an american like everybody's like super fucking like patriotic and like uh it's just like it was it's very reminiscent of that same time and like could they both have just been like things that have happened yes absolutely yeah, and there's also more selfish reasons for it which bush wanted to get saddam because his father didn't and cheney wanted to get that oil man mm-hmm. and like hey here's our way to get over there and do both of those things so and 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 to bring that back into what we're talking about now turns out our government could be capable of some crazy shit yeah like and so the the precursor to this bob lazar story is um this story uh, happened like 50-something years ago, uh, back back in the 50s, I'll just say. Um, and when President Eisenhower went, he was going on vacation to Palm, String, Palm Springs, California. And at some point during that trip, he he's he is gone. Like there's he's there's a period of time where he is unaccounted for. And for those of you who don't know, the president literally everything he does is just is is on a like is it's public record his his uh what's it not even just like the president but most politicians most politicians and i guess people like that they like their their syllabus schedule schedule is very well documented boom 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 it's all there like you know what they're doing you know where they're going yeah like for a lot of us who have been getting into politics lately you'll know that like a president's daily agenda is released like every day for the next day like hey here's what he's going to be doing at this time and when and stuff like that which is crazy, but, yeah. Um, but so on this time, like he's he's gone, and like the next day, uh, people they're like the Secret Service is kind of just like, yeah. Um, well, at first, <laughs> at first, the Associated Press is like, uh, President Eisenhower has died out of a heart attack in, in Palm <laughs> Which Springs. Is fucking wild. Yeah, and then they had to be like, oh no, actually, never mind, he's still alive. But they the Secret Service is like, oh no, actually, he was eating this fried chicken, and he like cracked his tooth so he had to have emergency dental surgery yeah that's, so it wasn't on the schedule it just happened it just happened so that's that's that is the quote-unquote official story now the speculative story is that he uh met with certain uh extraterrestrials at the what the heck is it um some air force base right? yeah an air force base nearby and let me see. Do, 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 do. So, <laughs> the Denver airport, where all that crazy shit. No, it's not the Denver airport. We could talk about all that for, for a while. Um, so, essentially, these these aliens. So, the, the aliens that he met with that day, so allegedly, this is all this is all speculative. But there are people that have that that were there that day that have spoken out and gone on record to be like, I was there that day. This is what I saw. I mean, like, just kind of like basically confirming this story. But like, again, you know, people like to like people like you (laughs) would be like, well, that person's probably just lying. Yeah, they just want attention, man. But a lot of these guys are like high ranking or like high ranking military dudes that like it's like, why would you want attention? Well, why would you risk like your career of like well, you, sounding like a lunatic. The question is, are they still in it? They're or not. If they're, they're all retired, retired, then it doesn't matter. If you're retired, then it's like, Hey, I want to be in some spotlight, maybe make some money off some television appearances. And that's true. Just like, Hey, here's this crazy story that you can't prove wrong. So, so they, 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 they nicknamed these guys, the Nordics just because they, they had very uh, strong resemblance to like Scandinavian humans. Um, and they traveled to it was Edwards Air Base in, in um, Southern California uh, from another solar system. They met with 
the president and, and, you know, some other high ranking officials. And they're just like, listen, like you guys are getting a little crazy with your nuclear weapons here and we need you guys to chill and just get rid of them. We can't have this stuff going on because you guys are going to kill everyone here. You're going to probably kill us. Like they they were afraid. Um, and Eisenhower is just like, mm, no, thanks. Like, I, I don't want to, we don't want to give up our nukes, especially at that time. This is like peak Cold War ish, yeah, yeah. or at least well, beginning of Cold yeah. War, uh, Cold War kind of right stuff. Right in the middle of the Cold War. Yeah. Um, and so this is the, this is the meat of it here. This is my favorite part. So, uh, sometime later that year, uh, Eisenhower reached a deal with another race of aliens known as the Greys. This is the, uh, the, traditional tall skinny or short skinny just skinny gray Aryan aliens with big black eyes um you've seen that. everyone's seen this kind the of grays. the grays and apparently that they reached a deal with these aliens they're like hey you guys you guys can totally capture you know cattle uh you can abduct some humans for medical experiments provided that you return them safely to their homes and since then, the, these greys have kidnapped millions of, of people across the allegedly. planet. Allegedly. <laughs> um, but there's been so many so many stories of this. And, and uh, I guess in return... We, yeah, I was going to say, what did we get out of it? So in return, we, we were given technology and stuff. Uh, and stuff. That's very, very factual. Um, but if you think about it, too, like from that time, from the 50s on... Look at how much of a boom our the technology on our planet fucking just erupted. Like, like it just it. it if you want to like draw conclusions of that, like obviously it could just be like, hey, we just kind of like that's how technology advances. Like, you get one crazy creation that leads to more, and like it's going to expand. You know, but even specifically, like if you look at like from like the seventies on, even like even. I would say like from the mid eighties on, it was like once, once fucking internet came, it was just like, boom, everything was just yeah. like changed. And like, if I, f- I feel like we could, we could definitely say that like we jumped at least like a hundred years of in technology wise, like in, in, in only like 40 years. I remember when Chris used to work here, walking into the building one day and he's just like, you know, it's pretty early in the morning. It's just the two of us. And he was just like kind of sitting, staring off into space. And he's just like, you know what I was thinking about last night? Like a hundred years ago, we just had like the radio. And then he just held up his cell phone and just like, and now we have this shit in that short amount of time. That's what I'm saying. Like it's, it's very, very possible, obviously, that like we just fucking figured it out. Yeah. But also... (laughs) Maybe, maybe we had a little bit of help, and and this goes back to like the ancient aliens talk of like, yo, maybe we were just like fucking idiot, like you know, apes on this planet, and these aliens came down and were like, yo, guys, check this out. Here's fire, and also here's how to grow crops, and also here's this, and here's tools, and then boom, then our then civilization starts fucking flourishing because of the introduction of these technologies that we just didn't have. The, the capabilities of doing and, and you look at a lot of these like ancient structures um you know like i mean the famous one is the pyramids yeah, like yeah. it's just like oh that would have taken like they 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 like our our thousand percent belief right now currently is that it was built by slaves and they have but 
they have all these like but i think even that has changed in recent years like i I think people are pretty much on the idea now with the pyramids like oh no this could have been done and that they wasn't just slaves working on it's people that volunteered for like benefits or something potentially yes but uh but the idea is that like they they map out all the the supposed scenarios of how these people would have done this at that time and it just sounds fucking insane like the amount of like effort that it takes to do that it's just like like why like and it just, I mean, maybe true, man. It, it may be true that that's the way it would happen. But like, it also like if, if you're just like, oh, this insanely huge structure that is like strategically measured and placed with these super heavy like bricks and stuff, like, is it like insane to be like, oh, maybe they had fucking aliens helping them? Like, I mean, I would definitely wouldn't say it's insane to think that's a theory. Um, I do think there are people that are probably smarter than us that if we wanted to know the answer to this, I bet there's some people in the study of technology out there that can like sit there and explain to you like, no, here's why technology the progression at the way it did because you look at this invention and how it led to that invention and like, you know, we're not stupid. Like we can figure stuff out and no, it absolutely. probably just leads to an explosion of inventions, you know? Defi- I mean, definitely. But like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like that's, but this is, this is also like what they, and this is like a whole thing. Like, like, who do you believe? Like the scientists, scientists are telling us like, this is how we did it. But like, they could also just not be telling us how they really did it. The thing is like, at some point you just have to choose to accept something one way or the other. Right. And I'm, I'm, I, I will say this. I am, I guess by, I believe I believe in science. Yes. So I I do choose to believe what has been given to hey, like what alien stuff would still be science technically because it's just technology. Right. That is like that was that is like the whole idea of like all the alien stuff and like oh I believe this that's and the other but like it's that is I'm not saying that that is my like definitive like belief like this is I'm this is truth. It is something that I'm like I I want it to be true. Uh, I do believe some of it but i'm not like definitively proven if if that makes any sense Yeah, i mean the way you talk about a lot of it is often just like hey it could be this way and you're like hoping it's that way. it's fun to speculate yeah it really is versus on my hand i'm probably like "Eh, it's probably not that way so uh so this whole story with uh with eisenhower i i'm trying to think to see if it if there's any kind of like wrap up with it um um so the the reason why I brought it up is cuz we're talking about Bob Lazar and yes. people who if you're not familiar with Bob Lazar um you know he used to work as a he was a an engineer of some kind an engineer um he is it's it's a whole thing. We're going to try to get through this work really fast cuz it's just I mean, we'll talk about our general opinions on the guy, I feel like. Yeah, so he his story. He he worked uh at S7. Yeah. Which was south of Area 51 cuz everybody always just says he worked at Area 51 and he's always like, "Oh, I worked at S7." Um so he he worked at this this lab that then he was recruited to come to this place and like uh, if you're not familiar with Bob Lazar, uh, there's a documentary on Netflix. Um, there's his interview with Joe Rogan is really great. Um, whether or not you believe in this stuff, it's a it's a very very interesting story. Um, yes. So he 
goes to work at at S. Oh, it's actually S S four. S four. Um, he goes to work at S four. He was recruited to work there. Um, and they bring him in there, and he he's basically just like they they don't tell him what he's doing. They're just like you're yeah. coming here, and they show him this like like object object or just like a, like a, it looks like a like a uh, some sort of it's like basically because uh, i think they do a recreation of it in the documentary it's like an orb sitting on like a steel plate and that there's some sort of device attached to it yeah so he so he's there and like he's asking questions about like well what is this for da, 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 and they're just like don't ask questions you're this is what you're working on yeah there's other people figure out how it works there's there's other people working on this thing he had an associate named Barry. That was one thing I remember from the interview. <laughs> um, but no, none of these other like teams were talking to each other, which he was yeah. like, this is stupid. Like We should all just be like, we're scientists. So essentially, they were trying to reverse engineer an engine. And allegedly, the, that he has, has stated that he, they were trying to reverse uh, extraterrestrial technology. They said that it was a ship... Not only one ship, they have they had recovered multiple ships. Nine, I think he says. Yeah, through interview. through archaeological digs, um, they had remnants of the Roswell crash, um, all this stuff like that. Which is like this is like fucking peak conspiracy theorists. Yeah. Like like oh yes, tell me more. Um, and he's just like the what I the, and this is what I got out of out of his interview and like yeah. just listening to him talk because he's just like a very soft spoken old man and like he. He so he so basically he got fucking blacklisted from there because he was like telling he was telling his friends about this shit. Yeah, He's so like, I, I just listened to the interview. So like the thing was, he was showing his friends because he knew they were doing test flights at a certain time of night. So him mm-hmm. and his friends would go out to watch the test flights, and then they got caught, and then they revealed because they they were surveilling him because he worked for a top secret government program, and they found out he they revealed to him that his wife was cheating on him during all this. Yeah, and then he eventually got let go from the program. They said, quote unquote, because of his problematic home life. Yeah. And so then he contacted George Knapp, who was a journalist, and then a lot of back and forth there. Eventually, he told his story on the news. And then after that happened, he claims the government just started systematically ruining his life. Which is insane because they like, like he went to to school, like I'm trying to say what his alma mater was. Um, He, wherever he went, where he had his like degrees from, uh, they like erased his history. Um, Yeah. And which is insane. They erased his birth certificate. Yeah, like and and there's they've people have like that have went to school with them that like knew him. They were like, no, he was there. Like, but they, you talk, if you call them and look for records, there is nothing. Yeah, they. Um, I want to say in, during the interview, he mentions like, oh, well, like because he was on the front page of the paper for some of the stuff that proved some mm-hmm. of his story is like, hey, I went to this school, you know, so like here's the proof of it because of this front page newspaper that still exists. And uh, and like so he he gets canned and he tells like you said he tells his story to George Knapp on and they show it on the news yeah um, and since then like he's it's just been constant like a uh, you know attacks on his life but like they 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 basically were like the, he said the reason why he said it on the news like that is because like now if he's they like, kill him know. and if they kill him he's like if people kill me they're gonna know yeah, yeah, yeah. this is why like so he's kind of safe in that regards, but which the interesting thing is, is he actually came out, uh, not like in disguise, but, um, they didn't reveal who he was at first. Yeah. They had him in the voice, like the voice distorter. Yeah. And like like he was all shadow silhouetted out and stuff. And then eventually he's just like, Oh, well I just need to 
say who I am or whatever to give credibility to it. And I think the uh, I want to find the exact the exact thing. Um, so he he's he also says um, the the whatever the thing that they were they're using or like the it was like an element that was unknown yeah it was the element. fuel source for the for the device um what the fuck i can't i don't know wikipedia like element 115 or something like that yeah wikipedia is not helping me out here um but it was like basically this fucking like it wasn't on our periodic table at all and he was like yo this is this is what it is da, 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 yeah. da. and people didn't believe him they called him a fraud a fake and then like now it's on our periodic periodic table, like it, it exists. So he's kind of like, oh, he's saying now, like, look, there it is. Like, I, I wasn't lying. Yeah. There's also another thing. I, so I I got through like half the documentary. So he talked about a um, some technology that we had that didn't nobody knew existed, which was like a hand scanner thing, where you would put your hand in between these pins, and then a light underneath would like measure the bones in your hands or something. That was how he got his access. Uh, to get into the base every day. And he was like for years describing this technology and everybody's like, nothing like that exists. Nothing like that exists. And then here we are about 30 years later, that technology is revealed to exist somewhere else and like at like a different base. And it became, it came out in the public like recently. Oh yeah. And so like, Hey, there's another element lending credibility to his story. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting. Like, um, that he you know he even says like he's just like listen like i i'm not doing this shit to like get famous or anything he's like if anything talking about this has ruined my fucking life yeah he also claims he doesn't even care about aliens like, he's which like, is I funny don't, he's yeah. a scientist he's literally just like i'm more interested in like learning the about technology. how this stuff works because that's interesting to us he's like the alien stuff is it's whatever yeah um i think this guy's kind of full of shit <laughs> i don't i don't know man like um I think he probably worked for the government. I think it's because th- some of this stuff you can't deny. Like he clearly they tried to erase his school records. Clearly they said his birth certificate disappeared. And like this dude exists. And- like for sure was we can agree that for sure he was spilling the beans on some top secret shit that he shouldn't have been talking about. He, whether or not to it was some degree whether or not like like because his friends could probably back up that they were watching the test flights. And maybe it was just yeah. like the stealth bomber or yeah. some shit like that. You know, like maybe it was just like. Uh, I love how I'm trying to discredit myself now, <laughs> but I'm saying like maybe You're maybe that, job, maybe right? that's what it was like, and and you know he's just like oh shit like, but well, also do you, do you believe this man? I do. You I do. think I do. I really do because I feel like the amount of evidence, like scientific actual evidence, outweighs the shit that's like. What mm. is the scientific actual evidence? The element 115. Okay, I think that's what it was. Element well, yeah, element 115. The substance that he said it they, that he took it from a government lab, uh, and records obtained through a freedom of information request show that the raid was part of a murder investigation. What the fuck? Oh, his house is raided. <laughs> they, Which his house get raided gets raided in the documentary as well. So many times, like dude, they're like, um, but like yeah, he so he was like talking about this element being real, and people were discrediting him and saying it was fake and you're, you're full of shit. Yeah. And then it turns out that it is an actual thing, and it's on our periodic table now. Um, there's that and just like the amount of like stuff that he was com- like, like he's a smart guy, yeah, super clearly. intelligent man. And it's so it's definitely just, wouldn't deny his intelligence. It just, it baffles me that like, I mean, again, 
people can be crazy. Mental illness, as we talked about with Elisa Lamb, like yeah, yeah. she was a very smart girl as well, but she had a fucking episode and just like. And I don't think he's mentally ill. I'll say it. like he seems to be of sound mind, like watching him talk in interviews and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and I think we can both agree there's some sort of element of truth to his story. I don't believe so the elements i don't believe i don't believe he saw nine spacecraft um i mean we know we would never know don't believe that he's not getting money from any of this because what word do we have to go on that other than his word i feel like at this point he probably is because like the documentary i mean the guy's got to live he's got he's got for sure and he's clearly blackballed from any of that shit yeah so i mean i don't know what he's allegedly doing now with his life but like the only thing we have to say is like, oh, this has ruined my life and I don't receive any money from this is his word. What if he's lying? Right. He's We're not going to see this dude's financial records. So I have to assume that like that could be a lie. That's no. And that's fair. Like, obviously. And I, and I, I don't but I don't buy that either. I think at this point, like like I said, guys got to eat. Yeah. Um, They'd made a documentary about him for sure. That guy had had to have gotten a check for that because oh, why sure. would you why would you do this and not take any money? Yeah, like um, that would be bad business if he was. Yeah, um, he'd just be a dummy. Yeah, uh, I think elements of his story just could be very convenient because like we're sitting here saying like, oh, elements of the story is completely fucking crazy. And I literally think to in Spider-Man Homecoming when Mysterio fooled everybody by explaining, oh, I'm from Earth 616. And he's like, look, if you just make a story as crazy as possible, some people are just going to end up believing it. Like it it could just be a well-crafted lie. And he could literally make up anything and we can't prove it. We can't disprove it. And like, we just have to either accept it or we don't. No, I mean, that's, that's fair. Um, I just and again maybe it's my my blind uh, fandom of this like you know idea of just like that we're not alone in the universe and that they're here and that they're they're working behind the scenes and all this stuff like yeah you always you know you romanticize the idea of that there's that there's more going on than there actually is um, but also maybe it is <laughs> and look Area Fifty One is one of the coolest fucking conspiracy theories on the planet. I don't believe in the Roswell thing. I believe it was just because so they, you know, they declassified some stuff a while ago. Like, oh, it was a weather balloon, but it wasn't a normal type of weather balloon. It was a secret project because they were using listening devices to try to listen for nuclear explosions from Russia and stuff like that. Could all be bullshit. Could be true. We obviously can't prove it, but I've seen those photos from the newspaper from the 40s or whatever it was. They don't look like a fucking spaceship. It looks like a weather balloon. But but also... Like, who's to say that they didn't show up and clean up what they needed to and then Which just they would drop if it was like bu- a secret project and drop know? some bullshit on the ground to be like, oh, yeah, look at this fucking balloon. Could, could be. I would have to do a deeper dive into the actual timeline of the Roswell events to see how that would match up. I um, wish there was more like I've seen so many stupid, dumbass fucking documentaries on like Roswell oh, yeah. or other sh- all this other shit. And they're like. Was it aliens or was it the government? Like stupid, like yeah. clearly bullshit. Like, like somebody googled fucking facts and then made a documentary. I love in the Bob Lazar thing. He mentions that the first time he saw like the saucer ship, he laughed because he's like, "Oh, this is what people thought UFOs were. It was just a secret government ship, you know." Yeah. Um. But allegedly. I wish. I wish. Yeah. I wish there was more uh, documentaries and stuff out there that that are more like. I guess it's like maybe this is all bullshit, but I want it to yeah. be like 
like done in like fact like this we're doing this as factual as we possibly can with the information that we have and that we can find i would love to see something like that something a little bit more tangible yeah um, so if anybody knows of any of that, that are out there please <laughs> please please text me tweet me uh call me beat me if you want to reach me um <laughs> yeah i i tend to lean towards the line that i think bob lazar is lying to some degree or maybe bought into some bullshit that was fed to him. Like he talks a lot about how the guy he was with was feeding him false information or like, you know, was feeding him information and that the paperwork and shit he signed, he thought a lot of it, they were putting in fake information to try to test him and stuff. Maybe he's right. And maybe he fell for something and maybe he was working on some sort of engine, but it wasn't an alien engine. Maybe it was something that we created and they were trying to like, enhance it or you know we hadn't quite gotten it there yet and 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 also too like like we were saying like how the government like w- could feed false information like maybe they were like it's like this is top secret fucking super secret shit that we're working on let's just tell everyone like the guys that come work there like yeah. let's tell them it's alien stuff so that way if they tell somebody else be like, oh people, well you guys are crazy. fucking aliens like yeah no, no. The, that's true too yeah like, it could a thousand percent be disinformation um which is just, it's just it's silly if that's if that's it the is case. and also That'd be so funny the way he describes how the government operates during all this stuff is he's like oh we're not told what we're doing we're just thrown into a room with this thing and told to figure out what we can but it's like but how is that going to progress anything and he does make the argument of like maybe that's why there hasn't been progression on this project is because not all the notes and files are being shared on everything mm-hmm. and because the, they're trying to and maybe our government is stupid enough to try to do something like that, but it just seems like you're not going to get very far and they would know that if that was your approach of just like throw this rando at it and see what he can come up with. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Because you're also paying these people. It's an extreme waste of money. Yeah. Which, I mean, they don't, They the government doesn't care about wasting their money. Apparently. Yeah. So, except if it's giving people relief funds for a yeah, pandemic. Yeah, then apparently it's just, we don't got enough, guys. We can't do it, guys. Sorry, we're, we're in so much debt to China. What are we going to do? <laughs> um, I don't know. But, hey, if there's any government people, like, listening to this, if, like, if we <laughs> if we hit some sort of, like, fucking firewall or some shit where you guys are listening, um, listen, man, just... Just tell everybody. Tell us. Tell us yeah. what's real. Tell us. If it, tell if it's if it's real. If it's fake. Or, hey, just call me and tell me. Oh, because <laughs> well, I want to know. One thing I did want to bring up from the Bob Lazar documentary in talking about the declassified footage from the fighter jets is so he mentions that they do a test flight of one of the ships in the documentary or in the interview I was listening to, mm-hmm. and that they you know we think of a UFO it goes up and just kind of moves like like a saucer like if you're holding a plate or whatever mm-hmm. but he would say they would tilt and kind of fly as if like if like if you picture a car rising into the air that it would tilt so the bottom of the car was facing forward and it would move like boba fett's ship yes and some of the footage and the declassified stuff it kind of looked like a ship was moving that way i'm just the saying tic-tac shaped ship like yeah if, i mean if you look at a saucer standing upright it kind of could look like a tic-tac i yeah. don't know that being said, that was just blobs on that footage. I couldn't tell what those fucking things were. Yeah, and but again, it's something. They're telling me that it was hard for them to track and blah, blah, blah. It actively, it, they said it actively blocked their radar. Yeah, but we don't have that radar information. What Which, if they're lying? I mean, true, but blocking radar, like, 
yeah. un- unwarranted or, uh, or you know, in it's any an way, war. it's an act of fucking war. Yeah. So if it was somebody like, it's but just, that's by our standards, the aliens wouldn't. No, no, no. That. Yeah, no, absolutely. But like, if it was somebody on Earth, like yeah, if, yeah, if yeah. it was somebody like in Russia or something like that, or North Korea, probably not. Um, <laughs> you know, like that would be that would, that would be big big problems for them. <laughs> if it, they, it, here's a question with the Eisenhower thing. Why why do the aliens have to come to the Americans? Like if we if they came to us and we said no, why don't they just go to the Russians? Like what does it matter to well, them? Well, there is there is speculation. I mean, speculation. I guess it's all speculation. Yeah. But there there is stories too that they that they have gone to all the world leaders and yeah. talked to them and and you know it really is just kind of like well I mean it's if you want to believe that or not like um, I mean there's so many I I gotta fucking find I'll have to send it to you if I can find then it. Why but, do we have wars? Like, why are these, if, if they're in contact with these things and they know there's something greater out there, why do we bother fighting amongst ourselves? Because they have to keep the secrets. Otherwise, mm. it, could, it could make things worse. It could potentially make things worse. Or the amount of people that do know. I mean, people like to like joke around about like, the, oh, the Illuminati or like the, yeah. this higher power that is running the world. But, you know, is it super, super like crazy to think that maybe there is some sort of like high council type thing that is like almost like United Nations. I, mean, I think it is. There's a United, there's like some sort of United Nations type thing where there's representatives from every country or top world powers. Or I don't know that, that have this like knowledge of what's really going on, at least with, with the alien stuff. I mean, like, I mean, you, you can go off down so many rabbit holes t- yeah, talking yeah. about this kind of stuff. And I'm not saying that I believe that necessarily, uh, although I did the Illuminati have a, is a hard sell for me. You never know. I mean, the reptilians, <laughs> man, they're, they've integrated our society and they're living among us. Oh, Hillary Jesus. Clinton is one of them. Oh, boy. I hear she smells like brimstone. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Is there any is there anything else you wanted to touch on? I mean, like we've we've gone for for quite a bit here. I mean, I, I, I think this was a, a pretty fun episode. Yeah, I think this was really fun. I love kind of bullshitting. Like, you know, we, we kind of bust each other's chops on this stuff, but it's, it's it is fun to talk about. Uh, and I do just kind of like to be the dissentering voice in the conversation. And it's good because it, like you, you kind of it's I will say this, like when I think about this stuff and or if I'm talking about it. And I, I, I sometimes can feel myself going off the deep end a little yeah, bit. Yeah. And then like whether it's something you said or I think about something you said um, and I kind of like it helps me like dial myself back and almost think more logically in this situation. Like I'm not saying that I don't uh, I, I still believe in what I'm believing, yeah. but I think about it in more of a logical sense. And I, and I try to find ways to explain why I believe it and make yeah. it more realistic. And look, man, I'm just one of those people who's like, I didn't see it. I don't believe it. Like that kind of thing. Like we live in a world of smartphones. Like, why aren't there more UFO videos, man? Like, I, just, I don't know. I, I just I have so many questions and I just kind of tend to believe. Well, I don't think it's true until I think it's true. And that's fair. I mean, like seeing is believing sometimes, you yeah. know, and um, I guess we'll have to find out another time. Yeah. I mean, hey, if people like this, we'll definitely come back and do some deeper dives on some more specific topics. Yeah. No, I mean, let us know. Text us, tweet us. Yeah. Give us time to research. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that would actually be... Probably, I mean, I don't do research. I was literally... Well, reading. you know, read the Wikipedia. <laughs> That's research. Um, 
But no, I mean, uh, Jeremy, before we get out of here, uh, do you have anything, any plugs and stuff? Sure. I have my own podcast, which you have guessed it on multiple times, uh, called Boom. the Shelved Film Podcast. You can find that on all your podcast apps. And, uh, and tell everybody what, what exactly is the Shelved Yeah, podcast. so it's, it's a film podcast. Normally, our normal routine is reading uh, scripts from movies that either were never made. It's like, hey, there was an Iron Man script from like 1998 or some shit. And obviously that is not the movie we got. Or a script for a movie that was just totally different from the final movie. Like me and you, we did the original Prometheus script, which was like way more of an alien movie. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we just kind of like rushed through like, hey, here's what could have been. And, you know, do we like it? Do we don't like it? Here's what happens in this version, stuff like that. Uh, Also, just kind of do random episodes, kind of incorporating some general movie talk from time to time. Hell yeah. And uh, where can they find this podcast? Uh, all, all the podcast apps, you can find us on Spotify or over there if you want, which I, I, nobody seems to check out the Spotify. I don't know if I get anything from that, but, um, yeah, no, I've been mean, Spotify. I don't know. I don't know how many, I don't know many people that listen to podcasts off Spotify, but it's there no, now that the Joe Rogan thing is there. Maybe more people, maybe will. more people will. Yeah. So check me out on Spotify. Get my numbers up over there. And then where can people find you on the social media machine? Uh, at Shelf Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, or just my normal Twitters at Advent underscore Crash. That's usually where I'm hanging out. Hell yeah. And then... Uh, Come tell me why I should believe in aliens. <laughs> yells at him. Uh, and obviously, if you are listening to this, you probably have... Or you're following me, maybe. I don't know. If you're not, you can follow me on the Twitter machine at the Matt Nix, T-H-E-M-A-T-T-K-N-I-C-K-S. Uh, the podcast twitter is at my violet podcast um and then obviously check out freelance wrestling.com uh pro wrestling tees.com slash matt nicks for uh merchandise for myself and the podcast below the collar.com shelves podcast for shelf merch yes and there's some pretty awesome sh- shelf shirts you're wearing one oh, right now yeah actually yeah. it's this uh, is one i designed it's as well. jurassic park uh, inspired it looks great i love this shirt uh you got another you have a predator one you've got a yeah. star wars one the Star Wars one is actually my favorite, but it's I like great. the Jurassic Park one just because I downloaded or I designed it, and I think I did a pretty good job. But hell yeah, thank you, dude, for for sitting down and talking crazy with me. Always, I mean, we do this at work anyway. We might as well record <laughs> it. Yes, thank you guys for checking us out, and uh, maybe we'll be back again. Maybe we won't, but probably Ooh, probably will. You. Adios. Bye. Bye. Bye.